Hey guys, it is Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. You know, summer is pretty much done and over, and they snow fall will be here, and the cool temperatures will be here as well. So get it over to Leon Tailoring. They can keep you nice and warm without burning a hole in your pocket. So maybe a little bit of a heavier jacket, or maybe a nice long sleeve shirt, or for ladies, maybe a nice heavier blouse, or heavier skirt, or dress. No matter what it is, you can get over at Leon Tailoring. Larry, Norm, Kim, and Judy, they'll take care of you like they've been taking care of me. Almost 20 years since I've been here in Indianapolis, they've been here longer than 100 years. So swing up by Leon Tailoring and tell them Dual Cincha, Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware and downtown Indianapolis. Well, with the mayor's election less than 60 days away, 30 days if you take into account uh, early voting, uh, endorsements do matter from time to time. And so join us on the news line is Rick Snyder, the president of the Indianapolis FOP Fraternal Order Police 86, uh, with uh, who they did and did not endorse. Rick, uh, Rick, first of all, thank you very much for being with us. Always good to chat with you. Thanks for having us. Uh, so help us out here. Uh, it looks like uh, the FOP, for the first time in a long time, did not do any endorsements in the Indianapolis mayor's race. Uh, how come? Well, I think it's an important thing to state right there is that the Indianapolis rank-and-file police officers said that they had no endorsement for Indianapolis mayor. And, Abdul, that's the first time in decades that the FOP has remained neutral, especially in such a major race as the that of mayor for the city. Uh, I would suggest this, and I think that the position of no endorsement can uh, say just as much, if not more, than endorsing a candidate. And uh, no more is that true than now uh, with the unique challenges that we're facing and the crisis of crime and violence that we're facing in our city. And so I think it uh, sends a very compelling message. I trust it and hope that it gets the uh, attention not just of the politicians involved, but of the voters as well. Uh, Rick, uh, so what is it? What message did the FOP, the the rank and file, send by not endorsing either incumbent uh, Joe Hogsett or his challenger Republican Jefferson Shreve? I think that it demonstrates that the uh, endorsement of the Indianapolis officers and their families is not just given out, given away, but that it has to be earned. And neither candidate for mayor earned the FOP stamp of approval, and the FOP logo is one that is backed by the support of over 3,000 women and men of the FOP and their families, as I said. And it's not just a rubber stamp. We uh, did not just uh, put the proverbial finger in the political winds and that it's an endorsement that should not be taken for granted. And I know that both candidates did not. They withstood, uh, both candidates individually uh, stood for nearly two hours before our candidate evaluation committee and both participated in lengthy, in-depth discussions and reviews uh, by those officers. And both of the candidates, I'm pleased to say, made very clear uh, that they very much wanted the support of the FOP. So I think this sends a message to the public that right now we have two candidates that uh, are not on the right course with what needs to be done in our city. But it also means that there's still time left here. And one or both of these candidates have the opportunity to get back on track and to really get us laser focused on some real solutions that could help us make a change. So, Rick, let me ask, uh, if I could, uh, what uh, specifically or, or generally uh, did Joe Hogshead and Jefferson Shreve not do, at least for now, like you mentioned, they still can come back and get uh, the endorsement uh, later on. Uh, what, in their, what in their plans just didn't work for you? Uh, what in the mayor's record uh, didn't work for the FOP? Uh, what in, what in uh, Jefferson Shreve's proposal uh, didn't necessarily work for, work for the FOP? Or, what, or was it one specific thing or, or, just, or just lots of things overall? Well, first and foremost, as you know, we are always focused on outcomes. We've proposed for a long time having a commission on criminal justice outcomes, things such as that, because they really tell the story. And one thing that no one can get around 
is that Joe Hogsett has overseen back-to-back-to-back-to-back years of 200-plus homicides in the city of Indianapolis. The highest level of homicides, crime and violence, I might add, that has ever occurred in the city's history has occurred under his watch. And I can speak for a fact that not only our organization, but myself on behalf of our 3,000 members have personally begged and pleaded with the mayor to use the bully pulpit of his office to specifically highlight the issues that are occurring, specifically things like the broken system of criminal justice and the revolving door in Marion County. And what is so frustrating is that it has now taken nearly 1,400 lives since we've raised this issue for the mayor to even utter, utter the words revolving door. We're currently averaging over three people shot or stabbed every single day this year, a homicide occurring every 39 hours. And our police officers who feel like they have a lack of public support from the mayor, not just in terms of words, but also actions. And I got to tell you, our officers feel like they've been left uh, as political scapegoats for policy and governance failures in the city. I think most people can think of examples like the riots, the riot report that our officers have attested to was not only incorrect, but was just flat out false and not reported correctly including uh, officers that have also had incidents where they've been forced to defend their lives and in doing so have then been treated like criminals and face persecution under the guise of criminal prosecution. And uh, when folks are made criminals uh, for doing their jobs, not many will continue to do those jobs, especially when they feel like they've been uh, charged and found guilty until they can prove themselves innocent. And that is what's been happening in our city. Uh, with respect to Jefferson Shreve, uh, what did Jefferson uh, either do or, or not do that made you folks not want to endorse him also? Well, I think it's important to note that we were very open to the possibility of a viable alternative and that we were hoping to see a candidate, especially from the Republican Party, that had a back-to-basics approach. And, uh, you know, we, we saw some uh, consistent talking points, but not a lot of depth to back those up. And then at the same time, there were things that were really stressed that the FOP Nobody's really asked us a lot about, but we've been pretty indifferent to, such as uh, reinstating a director of public safety. i got to tell you, most officers don't look forward to having another layer of bureaucracy or another politician between their chief of police and the mayor of Indianapolis. We like having that direct pipeline, not just for the communication, but also for the accountability. It makes it much more difficult for an elected mayor to shrug off their performance when it comes to crime and violence, as we've seen. Uh, But we've seen that uh, Mr. Shreve, nothing personal, but uh, he didn't have convincing positions on retaining our officers with better pay, better equipment, better work-life balance. And he seemed to be more focused on managing the issues rather than transformational leadership. I believe he has the capability. It's just a matter of articulating it and then showing it. But the key point I think that no endorsement vote made is that we don't need another politician just paying lip service, especially when it comes to identity politics or wedge issues such as this gun control proposal. The one that the mayor made, we made a very lengthy written statement about. I said we were preserving the record because we'd probably have to go back to it, and sure enough, that's what's happened. You had a mayor, that Mayor Hogsett, who came forward with this if-only approach, saying that if only we had different gun laws, crime wouldn't be so bad. But then he proposed unenforceable and inconsistent ordinances that actually, you're an attorney, conflicted with the U.S. Constitution, the Indiana State Constitution, established law, and court precedent. You as an attorney could never support something like that, nor can we as officers who are charged with enforcing the law. And instead, when we went to Jefferson Shreve, we made very clear, do not go down that path because we can't support it. 
he immediately nodded and then doubled down on that same very gun proposal and made clear that it really was more of a political calculation that simply gained votes and it played politics with policy. And we said that cannot happen. Our guest of the program today is our good friend Rick Snyder, the head of the FOP. The FOP skipping an endorsement this year. Uh, Indianapolis mayor's race for the first time uh, in decades, at least as long as I've been here since 2004, uh, the FOP has not done uh, an endorsement. Uh, Rick, I noticed uh, you guys endorsed uh, Joe Hogsett, I want to say back in 2019 and in 2015. Um why do why do both those times like I said uh, was it just the pandemic or you know the gun proposal or the murder rate uh, why not uh, go for the mayor a third time? Well, I think you have a, a, a track uh, history that has occurred over the last four years of uh, of a office holder uh, like many did, especially in the calendar year 2020 that saw the opportunity to utilize law enforcement um, really as a political football and to uh, and to pass it. And, and, you know, and and really leave officers out there on the front lines without the political support that they needed from the very leaders that they're working from. And officers have not forgotten that. A consistent point that has been discussed, not just in the meeting considering this vote, but also still occurs amongst officers as recently as today in the city of Indianapolis that I heard from, that the that the absolute atrocity that occurred in the riots of 2020, which were preventable, they have not forgotten that. And many people don't realize the danger that our officers were in, that they were under constant gunfire for hours on end, and the trauma that they experienced and the near-death experiences that they had. Remember, Abdul, not one second of radio traffic, not one 911 phone call has ever been released from that weekend because they will show what our officers were up against. They haven't forgotten that. So I think it shows that we as a city have reached a fundamental fork in the road. I like to say it's a fundamental fork in the road in the crossroads of America. Our capital city is literally swirling around the drain when it comes to crime and violence. Our cops are doing their point. As we've said, prosecutor and the courts need to be doing their part. Um, but it's affecting our residents and Hoosiers statewide. Rick Snyder, the FOP, the head of the FOP, with us for a few more minutes on the program today. Rick, I want to say you guys also did a number of council endorsements. I know you guys are going to get that information to me. Uh, what criteria did you folks use uh, to endorse council members, and did you just endorse Republicans, Democrats, or just was it more about public safety? Yeah, same type of criteria related to policing issues and the safety of the community that we serve. And I always say this, it's always funny at endorsement time, and you've been around long enough to see this. When we endorse uh, Republicans such as Greg Ballard, we were called a right-wing organization. And then when we endorsed two times a Democrat for mayor, Joe Hogsett, we were called a left-wing radical union group, right? It's usually whoever uh, does not receive our support accuses us of being one way or the other politically. For city county council, uh, I think the numbers are we ended up endorsing eight Republicans and four Democrats. But then when you look at the Beach Grove City Council, we endorsed seven Democrats and one Republican. I think what that shows is that we're evenly balanced and we put people over politics. But we did endorse candidates like um, Natalie Goodwin, who's up in the uh, Lawrence Township area, that 75th and Shadeland area, which has been ravaged by violence. A lot of work being done up there to turn that around. We have a viable candidate that we say you can put your stock in to make a change and help turn those neighborhoods around and be a leader on our council. So I think it's a great opportunity. There's many candidates like that, and I trust that voters will take a look at those that we have selected and say we put our stamp of approval on them. 
Uh, Rick, uh, what does an endorsement actually mean uh, if a candidate were to get the endorsement, whether Republican or Democrat, incumbent or challenger? Uh, I think any resident, when they see that the rank-and-file police officers who are out here risking their lives say, we believe this person is worthy of your support, it carries a lot of weight. Uh, I know that for a fact. Of course, we always have critics and we have folks that try to diminish that or say that it's really not important. Typically, the people, especially candidates that say it's not an important endorsement are the ones who don't receive it. But the ones who do receive it utilize that logo and also uh, the integrity that is behind that thin blue line uh, in their decision making. And I think it carries a lot of weight. Uh, I think, again, it's something that is earned and people can put their trust in. And uh, I just know this, that the FOP stands ready to work alongside anyone who is willing to put people and policing over politics. We just need someone to boldly stand up for victims, the hardworking residents, the law-abiding taxpayers, visitors, and quite frankly, this region and our entire state. And we can get back on track. Uh, Rick, uh, two more questions for you before I let you go. Uh, I want to say the mayor sent out a letter uh, to the members of the rank and file uh, IMPD either ye- either yesterday or earlier, uh, sometime earlier this week as we have this conversation, uh, basically saying he was removing the cap on the number of take-home cars for officers residing in counties adjacent to Marion. And for officers that reside in Marion, they were removing the vehicle surcharge uh, in its entirety on 2024. And also this said begin discussions about budgeting and for elimination of the vehicle surcharge for officers living in adjacent counties as well. Did any of that make a difference in the, in the, in the endorsement? Or was it just sort of too little, too late, or thanks for playing? I really don't think that it was related to the process at all. I think that was proven by the fact that the mayor put it in writing, and it, it, it's a decision that was already uh, had occurred and was going to take place regardless of the outcome of this vote. I do think it highlights this issue, though, Abdul, that we are 1,000% in the middle of a retention crisis in the city of Indianapolis and specifically for our IMPD officers. Not a recruitment crisis, but a retention crisis that, quite frankly, has been concealed by an unprecedented use of overtime uh, to the tune of millions of taxpayer dollars. And again, it's the taxpayers that are footing the bill to get less service and often less protection uh, for more money. And we have now we're back down to 1,500 officers doing the work of 3,000 officers. And again, they're serving in good faith, but they're they're doing that while they're being ran into the ground, both literally and figuratively as well. It's not healthy for the workforce. It's not healthy for the community. And I think we're just left with this simple message. We need leaders in our city to do better, to um, know and state that the political posturing has ran its course, and to get in the game because people are hurting, people are suffering, and people are dying, and it's time to change course. Uh, Rick, at the end of the day, though, here's a question. Uh, what does the FOP endorsement really mean in the grand scheme of things? I want to say uh, in the last uh, election a couple years ago, uh, Ryan Mears versus Republican Cindy Carrasco, uh, you folks endorsed Cindy Carrasco, but Cindy still lost uh, by by uh, by hefty margin for Ryan Mears. So I guess the question is, uh, does the FOP endorsement carry the weight that it used to, or are times changed? I think it absolutely does, and it's backed by the facts. Obviously, the endorsement doesn't control or make people vote in one way or the other. But the nice thing is, is that you can always look back and see where we stood. And what you'll find is, and what unfortunately our city is going to continue to find, is that over the next three plus years, under the leadership of this current prosecutor, uh, it's going to be very tough for things to improve. And uh, unfortunately, that's the course that we're going down. But again, I would just implore residents, especially the voters, listen to your officers. They know what they are talking about here. 
and they are trying to get our city pointed in the right direction. We just need everybody to pull that same way. I know we can do it. Uh, I know that the residents know that it's time for a change. And, um, you know, hopefully one or, or both of these candidates can uh, get that message and, and make a change in course. All right. Well, I guess the program today has been a good friend, Rick Snyder, the FOP, uh, basically uh, explaining why the FOP decided not to do endorsement uh, in the mayor's race, at least for now. But uh, still uh, not too late. So, Rick, my friend, as always, sir, thank you very much for being with us. Always good to chat with you. Thank you, sir. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.